0: BeastNet is brought to you by James Safety Services and in partnership with Beast OCR. Here we discuss all things OCR and fitness related. Running, endurance, conditioning, rucking, and more. Welcome to BeastNet.
1: Hey everybody out there in BeastNet land, Hammer here. And on this episode of BeastNet, I'm chatting with a couple of our very own beasts, Adam Bergenheyer and Rachel Lotz. This week's episode finds us chatting about this new thing called the Sagita series, and the Beast OCR events involved with the series. Sounds like it's going to be an awesome year. So what's this new series all about?
2: Can't tell you. Secret. (laughs) That's the podcast, ladies and gentlemen. Thanks so much for showing up.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Like, oh, God, Don's going to kill me. It's only a two-minute podcast. That
2: would pretty
1: funny, though. get Just... <laughs> <laughs> yeah. a text immediately. Two minutes? That's it? Really? Like, sorry, Don. <laughs> yeah.
2: Um, so Rachel's running point for us on that, um, and she's been helping out a lot. Um, Rachel, do you want to put in your two cents on what it is and what have you, and then I, I'll put in my two cents, and we can play from there?
0: Sure. Um, so, Sagita is pretty much um, a large push in 2020 to race local, kind of support local, um, our very own beast event that we have going on. Uh, the two big ones we have right now that are qualifiers, essentially, um, are Ghost in March and Beast Breaker in November. And what I mean um, by qualifier is essentially... There's um, six organizations that are hosting events, and um, you're supposed to um, complete five out of the six company events. You can do six out of six if you want, um, but kind of just promoting uh, endurance, which I feel like is kind of a hush-hush part of our OCR community, as well as supporting um people like Epic Series and Swanson Grit and Summit to Swamp, Um, people who are in our own backyard and that we all talk to every day. Uh, So I guess kind of a quick rundown. That's pretty
2: good. (laughs) Uh, No, no, thanks. Uh, So think of this as an extension of race local, right? So, And this is really just the next embodiment of it and one more facet of race local, right? So um, we've been doing endurance for or four years, right, endurance events. And that's really transitioned for us to kind of adventure endurance, right? And I say that, you know, little tongue-in-cheek, right, because we do things a little bit different. Um, but I think overall, all things endurance in every flavor, I think that's, you know, that, that stuff's not for everybody, but there's there's a core of people when, you know, they've done their trifecta or done, you know, a marathon or they've done a uh, go Rock or hurricane heat and they they start looking for more things, right, and I think that's kind of where some people are on their journey right they won't, what's next what shall what uh what can I do and it's in a weird land of unknown and different things that are tough that ambiguity of figuring out how to get through it and if that's hey, you know what uh carry these weighted sleds twenty miles, yeah, that sucked. Thank you, cookie uh, but it was good, right, and there's different elements of things. That I think can really uh, bring the best out of people and really make them better. So, what this, how this occurred, was we were talking to Kuehl forever ago about race local, and we started talking about what if the small events, what if the, within the greater community, we start figuring out how we can piece things together. You know, on top of the race local patch that we do for this year you know, how we bring this niche community together across the West Coast, right? And so then we started talking to some other folks, right? And not everybody, you know, we're starting small, right? But, um, you know, a lot of these organizations have been doing some great things in different capacities or under different banners for a long time, right? So the people that are, you know, tackling these uh, events through 2020 are no strangers to difficult things and i think that's the exciting part right there's just a blend of just amazing talent and passion and just wanting to you know not just you know give somebody a challenge and kill them with PT, but have a purpose behind it and not just the necessarily look you got through the end of the tunnel right i mean everybody can do that but um <clears throat> but doing it with integrity doing it with clarity and creativity and a lesson within it that's not just so oh, man you're strong right um <coughs> Excuse me. I think that that can really build out people. So really, what this is about is promoting is smaller race and event organi- uh, companies and organizations, and us as a nonprofit, uh, through a partnership agreement that's kind of beyond basic marketing. We try and provide as many different fun quality experiences as we can um, through a type of quest or journey. Right, get people on this this road to go fulfill this path, and, and I think that. Having Verity and, and different types of events, right, from Summit to Swamp to Epic Series, right, to swaps and Grit, right, there's just so many cool things out there. Um, so it's a little bit different, right? And in the, in the fact of the matter is there's a lot of, you know, if you were to give us the David and Goliath example, there's a couple big Goliaths in the industry that kind of do things their own way and they have their own um, order of doing things, but they're very confined within their own standard operating procedures, and not—that's that a bad thing, right? It's—it's it's a quality product, but it's—it's—it's it's, it's more or less a very similar product, time and time again, with small variations, right? So when we have these smaller uh, organizations, we're more nimble, and when we work together, we're stronger together. So I think that's—I'm going to get off my high horse here. I feel like I've been rambling for ten minutes, but that's kind of where this came came to be. Um, did I—did I miss anything?
1: Nope. Mm-hmm. Ah, and that was actually only about four minutes.
2: Oh, okay, well that's podcast, ladies and gentlemen Thanks for uh, <laughs> uh, Sorry, I'll stop uh, No, no so you're yeah, good So Rachel touched, on, Rachel touched on Ghost Which is on March 28th And if you didn't see the video uh, The trebuchet is alive uh, Come on out to Ghost, March 28th Seriously, like, it's a trebuchet I don't know how much cooler Or what else you could want at this <laughs> point, right? Um <laughs> Uh, By the way, the fire department said we're not allowed to shoot flaming bowling balls, but um, so bummer, right? It's not worth it. Don't come out, guys. Um, (laughs) You know, then we'll have Beast Breaker in November, November 14th. Um, That's going to be cool. That's our fifth anniversary, so it's going to be a little bit crazy. And then there's a couple more things that are not on the schedule, are planned, but just haven't been publicized yet. So we'll have two virtual events that will actually be part of the qualifiers, right? So this will be a little bit different, is there will be an element that will be in addition to two of our virtual challenges this year uh, that will be unique, right? So that way, maybe you can't make it physically to all the events, but you have a virtual option too, which is kind of fun, right? So we have two, uh, one coming in spring and then one coming in summer. One is called Sally's Bird in March. If you are familiar with the word Sally, then I mean... That's all we need to say. And then uh, the other one is called Ice Truck, and I know, right? And Ice Truck is pretty fun. It's a it's a baby that we tested out last summer and was just phenomenal. We got great feedback um, about weighted ice blocks that melt as you go on, right? So there's a couple special elements you have to do to also have these be qualifiers. Uh, But those are two more fun options. And then we'll have a fifth option, and it's an event that will probably get dropped here soon. Uh, I just have to finish up a couple other projects, and that's called Gungnir. That'll be at the end of the year slash beginning of 2021, and that'll be our uh, 48-plus hour uh, adventure endurance event. And it'll be very focused on primitive technology, primitive skill sets, primitive survival, and the use of creativity. So that'll be fun and very different, right? Um, Because a lot of people have long events out there where it's do burpees for 12 hours. They're crawling or burp wire for how how many hours was that, Rachel? I don't remember. I remember. My knees remember.
1: (laughs) (laughs) So a lot of people have
2: stuff out there. But, you know, I'm pretty excited to have a mix of different, like almost eclectic and eccentric rarities where, at least from the BSOCR side, we have five very different options to uh, support this greater initiative. That's that's pretty darn cool.
1: Yeah, that um, that Gungir that actually sounds like it's right up my alley because, especially when um, when you say like the the real primitive skills and because um, I remember growing up, whenever I would go camping, I always just wanted to do it like super primitive. Um, you know, nothing. Fancy, I would always go out and, you know, try to make things, um, you know, to kind of help myself, I don't know, be able to survive, really, even though I mean, like, even though I had a tent, um, I still really kind of enjoyed just kind of going out. And, you know, creating a lean-to or, you know, making some sort of, you know, fashioning some sort of, I don't know, I don't know how, what elements you're really going to incorporate in it. But, like, um, I remember me and a couple of friends would go out and, like, we would try to make, you know, makeshift bow and arrows out of, you know, out of, you know, branches and twigs and stuff. And it was just a lot of fun. So um, that actually sounds like it would be right up my alley. So I- I'm excited to see what you have when that comes up.
0: I'm and also super stoked kind of to, to hear that. Like that. Yeah, go ahead. Um, sorry, uh, I'm not supposed. I don't know if I'm not supposed to mention some of the names that we have, but um, obviously, Cool is running <laughs> it. His three elements and his firefighter fit are in it. Um, but we do have some other friendly faces that um, fellow endurance people can attest to, and I would highly suggest people to sign up for this series so that they can get um, a hint of um, possibly Cookie or, uh, Rob Barger. But, um, yeah, <laughs> so aside from Adam and my face at BSOCR, you get to see a lot of people all over the U.S. Um, I mean, California events, Arizona events, um, Canada events. Uh, so not only are we promoting different companies, I think different scenery, different tactics, um, just, Really all of it, which I think is kind of cool. You're not stuck in a rut of, I'm going to just do this PT, like Adam was saying. Um, You're actually, I think, working for something exciting, and it's not just mindless activities.
2: Do you like the BeastNet? Do you want to keep hearing it? Be sure to follow us on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and more, at BeastNetPod. Uh, You totally nailed on the head, right? So if we break down, like, the names and faces behind a lot of these events, right? So, of course, you've got Master Kiel Cha, right? You know, legend in his own right. right, the man who, I mean, you look up integrity in the dictionary, his his name is right next to it, right? <laughs> That's just everything right. he does, and it's I'm ugly, right? You've got Cookie. Uh, do we need to say anything more, right? Uh, it's a, a man who, <laughs> practically, you know, you know, with a few other key people, really built up. Um, Endurance, Endurance. uh, you know, within the greater, not just international, but international community. It kind of, you know, helps people understand, you know, it's a different way to embrace this sock, right? You've got um, Ryan Koch up in the Alberta Prophet for a very well known face up in uh the great white north, right? He knows his stuff and, you know, he's he's kinda like me, a little bit crazy, a little bit hot headed sometimes. And I think maybe that's why we bro out, but <laughs> <laughs> right, but he, he gets it, right? He gets that, you know, life life is ugly sometimes and and it's not fair and you get put into terrible situations and he trained in his box, right? He trains his athletes that way. Like life's not going to give you a cakewalk. You're not going to just get a lot of ticket. Right. Yeah. And he gets it. And I think that mentality's fantastic. We've got, um, Hazel Anna with some of the swamp and she is just, you know, I think she's the person that if you line us all up in, like, one of those uh, police galleries and say, like, identify the killer, she's the last <laughs> one you pick because, you know, she's the sweetest and the 1st on laugh, And then she'll say something like, yeah, let's do that for 13 miles with 100 pounds or something. Do you think we that right like <laughs> the, you know and of course you've got ourselves and epic series is a part of things and and they do some really cool things differently that I think are really do a great job of hybridizing OCR for um, combination uh, combine events in a way that is aggressive and it's not easy to swallow so I think you know between all of us you've got some pretty big names and faces and that's not counting the special folks that are coming to help, right? So, um, right. Rachel mentioned Rob Archer, right? So, especially if you've been on the East Coast or was, you know, you've done some other events, right? This man, um, helped build the original 12 hour format years ago. He is a massive athlete and a great father, and he's a great coach. Um, he's, definitely kicked my ass a few times before, Uh, (laughs) right? So, you know, I think there's a lot of great talent that anybody who likes stuff will uh, appreciate.
0: Well, I think also it's it's kind of two-part. It's a nice stepping stone. Uh, Anyone who's listening, um, who wants to try Endurance, I think this is an awesome kind of start because I think there's nothing scarier than like flying to the other side of the U.S. and getting kicked out of an event so soon or like spending a lot of money, on something that you might not be interested in. Um, But it's also great for season vets that love endurance but just want to mix it up. Um, I know the Pacific Northwest especially doesn't really have that many endurance events. So this, I think, is touching all the bases, and it's great to support local, but it's also really exciting.
2: Yeah. I mean, if you were to pull out the one Ironman we get, Pacific, the Greater Pacific Northwest. We get one or two Ironmen. We get, you know, you get your marathons, your trail marathons, your trail ultras, right? And those are awesome. I will always love that. But you go outside of that, right? And we get some uh, go rucks, right? We get some of the uh, the Spartan Helmet guys up here, right? A uh, couple times a year, right? And outside of that, you really don't have right. one, right? And that's where we've we've really brought in some cool stuff. <clears throat> Excuse me. And uh, like mm-hmm. Rachel said, she's got personal experience flying halfway across the country to try something ridiculous. You know, get her ass handed to her, but love it and show up and put in the work right yep. <laughs> um and when she says that you know if you're looking for something crazy to try um a it's really not that scary um one of the you know aside from you know getting ready physically i think the biggest muscle you have to exercise is your will right your stubbornness like i'm here i'm gonna put mm-hmm. in the work until they they physically remove me <laughs> right and if you can have if you can build that right. muscle up well, you're gonna be just fine Everything else will figure it out.
1: And now, a word from our sponsor. Do you like
2: challenges that are fun, tough, and might use tacos? Head on over to beastchallenge.com and check out our upcoming events, including Beast's 5K+, a combination of race and endurance event, and the Bucket Mile. Keep an eye on the Beast's OCR Facebook group for event gatherings. For more information, head on over to beastchallenge.com and the Beast's OCR Facebook group. You'll be glad you did. And we're back.
0: Um, I was just going to say, looking at the schedule, um, I know it, it kind of is a tough. Um, we're releasing the schedule after generally everyone has had their twenty plan for the most part. Um, but I can say that across all six organizations there is at least two or three events each month. So if you have room in the, your schedule. I mean, even you don't have to necessarily do the entire series. Obviously, we would love for everyone to do that. But even if you have like one event or something down the line, um, there are so many I just, options. I think that's the great part about having six organizations to choose from. And you can do something this month or you can do back-to-back weekends or you can do everything at the end of the year. Um, I think that's great where a lot of other organizations, not pointing fingers, but particular ones where it's a lot front-loaded or back-loaded towards any year, all during the summer. Um, I think we picked a great calendar to spread everything out throughout 2020.
2: Yeah, and something to mention, right, like um, (coughs) Verity, you know, Spice of Life, right? and uh, I mean, there was just a really cool event down in Long Beach, right? With three elements, and that's one of the one of the organizations. And Cookie mm-hmm. and Keel brought it, right? They brought the heat. And if you looked at the commentary and the posts on social media, like there was it was just nothing but fantastic praise and people saying, "Yeah, this is this is what the community needs." And uh, a really cool response. Um, you know, looking forward, right? Uh, fire and ice up in Canada with with Ryan and Swanson. Mm-hmm. Grit. That's going to be really cool. And you know, I encourage people to try that, right? When do you get to go be in the Canadian wilderness and in quite literally the Great White North with a bunch of other fun crazies and go do stuff? Um, that's amazing, right? right. And I I have such FOMO for not being able to be there. It's it's crippling yeah. Yeah, me. <laughs> but you know what? Let's say you go do that, right? Maybe you even... go up to do fire, and you're gonna crush it at Ghost, right? At Ghost, right? You don't need yep. you don't need to have 18 packs of abs. You don't need to have you don't even need to have two abs, right? Just come on out and <laughs> be silly, right? Because that that one's really totally different from anything else. And if you can, you crush fire and ice, right? You've been to Long Beach with three elements. Shoot, if you can, uh, if you can run in the dark with with flashlight for ten hours, I think you're going to be just fine, right?
0: Mhm. Yeah. Looking at fire and ice, discovering destruction, grinding independence, octagon and octane. That sounds like a fun series right there from Swanson Grit. <laughs> <laughs> nice. I'm intrigued I'll now. Be <laughs> up in there for, no,
2: be I'm going to be racing instead of doing social. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. Gosh, what else? Um, so, Hammer, you're coming up for Ghost, right? <laughs>
1: um, you no, know, like I was. I saw I was talking to Rachel earlier. Um, I actually, I'm going to try to make it to one of at least one of these events because I really don't have much PTO left. It's very, like, very scarce at this moment. Cause my, my oh, totally. PTO actually doesn't, doesn't refresh until mid June. And I've, I've yeah. used most of it. We, um, cause last year I got, I got married in, um, late June. And so I used like a ton of my Congrats. PTO just for, for uh thank you for, um, for the wedding and the honeymoon and all that kind of stuff. So I've really been just kind of like flying by with minimal PTO lately And um, that's kind of coming back to hit me, especially for my race calendar, because my days off are Thursday and Friday. And obviously, most of the most races are on weekends. And so it's like, you know, do I you know, do I find somebody to switch with me and then, you know, have to, you know, have to like give up? Uh, one or two PTO days, you know, or like maybe work an extra shift for them. something I don't know, but uh, I, I really actually do want to make it out to one of um, one of the events this year, especially one of the beast endurance events, particularly. Um, what was uh, cause I, I remember you guys just did one. Was that ghost where you guys had all the, like the interactive type stuff where you had to like, didn't you have something like a, like a store you could cash in? I can't remember what, what you'd said you guys could cash in. <laughs>
2: Yeah. Actually, you're going to see an ISO later this week, because I just tallied all the Monopoly dollars, and we need more. I'm going to ask for, like, if you got four or five old Monopoly games with those dollars, uh, your guy Adam (laughs) over here wants wants your Monopoly dollars. Uh, Yeah, so how that's going to work is everything that you do, regardless of what type of thing you do and what time gate you do it in, gets you Monopoly dollars in varying degrees, right? And you as a team will be purchasing your gear that you need. Um, and there's also mm. three other categories. But there's a general store of stuff. So if you, as a team, decide that you want a Krispy Kreme donut, 3.37 in the morning.
0: Cool, bro. Oh, heck yeah. I should Mm hmm. I would buy
2: that But there's, a, there's a couple other categories, too. <laughs> I know, right? Like, all right, eat your Krispy Kremes and <laughs> go into the pond of doom. Um then there's a buff and debuff category and those are exactly what they sound right. So, you know, buff your team oh, yeah. certain ailments, or sort of things that are positive for a certain time uh within that time gate, uh sorry, tier gate, and then debuffs, right? So other teams have negatory impacts uh that they have to uh in for a certain time within a t- tier gate, right? So the gear list will publish it for the event is actually gonna be very, very easy and very affordable. Um if you've gone hiking in the mountains uh, or camping, you probably have everything right now. <laughs> so it's, it's going to mm-hmm. be pretty pretty cool. Uh, yeah, so I hope you can make it out to that one. If not, right, you've got some other events throughout the year, right? The virtual events are going to be fun. Uh, Beast Breaker, November 14th, definitely after your PTO resets, Just saying, that'll, that'll be great, right? And with our five-year anniversary, we've got some really cool stuff lined up and some faces new and old that will be making appearances, right? So that's going to be pretty damn cool. Uh, and then Gunnir, right? You got excited about that one. We'll have a oh, date yeah. some stuff posted later. But, you know, I think, and Rachel, tell me if I'm out of line based off some of the conversations we've had. But, you know, I think for that one especially, like 48 hours sounds scary and that's cool. Oh, yeah. There's a lot of folks out there where it's like they're going to use that 48 hours to show you how big their biceps are and how much stuff they got between their pants because that's how cool they are. And it's not like that, right? Like you don't need to have, be able to go bench press a car, right? It's it's about that, right? In fact, if you train physically and you only train physically, um, that's great. But show. you might not actually pass. You might not – because it's not just about being strong or fast, right? It's mental agility. It's uh, being able to be creative in a situation where you learned a new skill and you need to work with a team in weird circumstances. Um, that's pretty cool. Are you familiar with a kiln? Do you know what a kiln is? No. Cool. What if there's an element where you need to build an apparatus to make things like bricks? That sounds ridiculous. Maybe that doesn't sound hard. Maybe that sounds boring. Like, oh, man, are we signing up for shop class? Yeah, part of it it is. Because you need to build things, right? You need to I don't want to give too many things away, but there's there's things you just simply will want to have and I mean, you don't need to have them if you don't, you know, if you like things that are harder, I guess. But right, so I think that'll be a really fun event where, you know, for folks that have been like, man, I could totally survive in the wild. I could totally rebuild if there's a zombie apocalypse and I have to survive by myself. Sure, bro. We'll try it out. Let's see how it goes. Um, <laughs> in all seriousness, right? Like that's, like, that's kind of where Gungner, the idea of Gungnir came is, you know, I was out doing something stupid in the woods and I was like, I could totally be out here. And then I tried a couple of things and I was like, Oh my God, this is hard. This is hard work. Like I'm getting my ass handed, but this is fun and so that's where it came from i'm rambling sorry you're gonna tell me to shut
1: up no no it's it's all good i mean it really doesn't uh you know when you say when you say primitive and 48 hours to me that honestly i'm not i've never done an endurance event before um i do love to challenge myself but the two things that that really stand out to me at least for that are primitive and it's probably not going to be a cake. Obviously, it's not going to be a cake weekend, but it's a weekend. So, primitive weekend, those are the two big things that stand out for me and make it, you know, exciting. Those are the two things that make it desirable for me to go out and do because it's it's just something you don't normally get out and experience any given weekend of your life, you know. Well,
2: and, um, Rachel has a lot of experience with some longer things, um, uh, you know, about wise and <laughs> And, and she's been involved in just about every brand um and <laughs> every big brand out there as far as you know types of longer crazier things and so i think she's going to bring a lot of great perspective too you know for those those longer events right because some people hear that and they're like oh dude i can't do that and I, I think people really underestimate like or they get scared of the unknown or they hear a number and they fixate on it and then I mean, Rachel, uh, you pipe in here, but like where there's this weird line and I don't know if it's somewhere between like hour seven to 18 and there's, there's a few of these lines, right? But there's that first big one and that one you, you realize a, you know, everything hurts and you're dying, but B, um, holy crap, look how strong you are. Look at the thing you overcame. Actually, it wasn't that bad. And you know what? I feel like I can keep going and yeah, that was tough, but man, this next part's really exciting, right? I mean, what do you think, Rachel? Am I, am I talking crazy here? Um,
0: no, I think depending on the start time the, of the event, because I remember my first 12-hour, surprisingly, was during the day. It was from, like, 7 a.m. to 7 p.m. or something like that. Um, but, like, I just did a 36-hour event over the weekend, and it's always that damn night. Like, your first night is always the hardest thing, where a day event, like it's tiring it just it honestly feels like a workout that's just never ending but I think everyone really learns about who they are and their limits and if it's going to break them or not uh during the night I think that's really like you were saying the seven or 18 hour mark that's generally during the nighttime, and some weird shit happens at night so
2: (laughs) yeah gosh I don't remember what event it was uh I want to say it wasn't the 24 hour one. Um, maybe it was a 12 hour 36. six. Um, no, 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 no. It was a GORUCK tough 2017 and we were, we had to go to one, one objective and move back in another area. And, you know, we were kind of going together, but there was a couple guys. And it was, you know, this one guy was kind of giving up and then I don't know what hit him. Right. And he just, It was middle of the night. It was like 3.30 in the morning, right? Just before, you know, because when that sun peaks up, you know, you feel like, yeah, I got this, bro. But right before that, that, that's where people get lost. And this guy, um, you guys know who Trogdor is? (laughs) Oh, oh my God. I was going to say, don't leave me hanging, right? Um, For us old people here. Maybe I shouldn't gatekeep, <laughs> right? So this guy just totally, you know, he's been hurting. He's been gray manning a little bit for the night because he's just trying to breathe, right? And he, you know, he got in his head and I don't know what overcame this guy, but it was like 3.30 in the morning. And this dude busts through the trees and he's like, it comes with a night! He just starts screaming Trogdor and singing the songs about burninating Seattle. And it was ridiculous. And the guy just cruised. Like, it was amazing. He just... He, he hit that wall, and it was, like, six, seven, eight hours of just eating it. And then it was, like, the dude was the leader for, like, the rest of the event. I don't know what happened, but, I, you know, those switches, when you see people make that switch, it's, like, the coolest thing in the world. I'll never forget him just, it comes in the net! Um, I'm pretty sure that
1: we, we would have awesome. got arrested
2: if that kept going, man. It was amazing.
1: You're... Uh that's funny that you that you said that because you're bringing up so many old memories man like that trogdor reminds me of my college days because like that was right around when i was in college and uh you know strong bad and and all that oh that's that's just hilarious i think i I think that would have just i don't i don't know why but i feel like that would have just energized me as well like i mean just just seeing it come out (laughs) dating and everything oh gosh that's amazing yeah, um, the for, just, for the you people know, in the audience look at it. you might find it a little weird, but it's it's kind of me. I mean, if you've got a weird sense of humor, um, it's 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 pretty cool.
2: Yeah, man. I remember late nights up all night <laughs> to see one flash animation, and it loads after two hours.
1: Right? <laughs> <laughs> no, nobody knows about <laughs> the 56k modems. Oh gosh, man! Anybody well, under the my, age of 30,
2: you know my. um this is really grossly inappropriate children close your ears. Okay. Parents, I know your children's ears aren't, aren't, aren't closed. So a buddy of mine, we, he was a couple of years older when I was a kid. Right. We, we were doing those things. We always looked up to him. Like he was like the golden guy. Like he, he, he helped us get connected to all the, the older stuff. Right. And I remember one day he was bragging, you know, you know, how, like, especially, I don't know. It's like dudes that age 12 to 20. It's like they have to show off how manly they are and how cool they are. I don't know what it is. not trying to – there's, you know, ladies that do that too, right? But I remember one night, like, and now it's hilarious. But back then it was, like, the coolest – like, he was like, dude, man, like, have you seen any boobies lately? Like, you got any good porn? And he was like, bro, I, I stayed up all night. And I saw four naked ladies took all night. But I saw four pictures of naked ladies, and, the, and we
1: were like, oh, my gosh.
2: That's amazing. Anyways, sorry. I'm I'm getting myself in trouble. Your kids, you can listen now.
1: (laughs) Good old 56K modems. There you go. I'm sorry, Rachel. Please forget. And now, a word from our sponsors. Like what you hear? Make sure and subscribe and review us on your favorite podcast platform.
2: Be sure to find us on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. If you're using YouTube, please click the little red subscribe icon. Then click the little bell for notifications of future episodes. And if you could, give us a thumbs
1: up. And we're back.
0: Actually, Rachel,
2: this is a weird tangent, so I'm just rolling into it. Get away from naked lady talk. Um, I'm sure you have some really cool stories about seeing somebody just totally burst through that wall um, and just... Troy and come out the other side stronger than ever. What are what are some of your favorites?
0: Hmm. I just because everyone's hallucinations. I think um, kind of as you're hallucinating, watching other people hallucinate. Nothing really like bursting through the trees like your friend. But uh, I remember zero zero nine in Vermont. Uh, I guess two summers ago now. Um, <laughs> they told us we weren't allowed to leave any trash. Um, out and about. So we were all picking up these, like, wood shavings off the ground, essentially, from all the trees because we were so out of it that we thought there was trash on the ground. So all of us finished this event with, like, tree bark in our fucking pockets. <laughs> uh, so I guess nothing substantial, but just laughing at, like, dumb shit. And I remember hallucinating... It's funny you speak of Krispy Kreme donuts, but I was hallucinating food out in Vermont. So, I mean... We know where
2: my priorities are. <laughs> I think I that's know. what makes us human though, right? Like when we're counting hard things and it's like that, that quiet little, you know, voice inside your head. And it's like, donuts, right? And you're like, oh right. yeah, I can do this for some donuts, right? Like maple bacon. You're like, yes, we're going to do this. 10 more miles. I'm going to give you some crispy Kreme. I'm doing this,
0: right? That's pretty cool. Well, I think I'm biased. Obviously, I choose endurance over a regular race any day. Um, But it's amazing the people you meet. I mean, all of us run, like, fun laps or what have you of Spartan races or really any other OCR. Um, But just the people that you meet, like, I know people on the East Coast in different countries. I think having kind of loop back to the series that we're talking about to kind of strengthen the community that we have here. I think that's really exciting and nice. I think I would rather have tried endurance with people I already knew or people I kind of know already. Yeah, I just it's going to be a cool event. <laughs>
2: well, I mean, it brings people together, right? Like some of my most special memories and the people I seem to talk to the most in life are the ones where it's like, We've done weird things together, right? And I think, in general, that's everybody, right? But, like, shoot, um, it was the 24-hour with Cookie in 17 that I was like, this Chanel girl's pretty cool. Maybe maybe I'll ask her to be both. <laughs> right? And that was, like, that was a thought that I had as I was trying to run to a time hack that I knew I was going to be really close, but I had to pee. So I was just like, let it go. Let it go. Right? Yeah.
0: And, like,
2: <laughs> I don't know why she still talked to me after that, but I, I think we all smelled you know, terrible. So what's a little bit worse, right? But I, you know, that was one of the I think the few time I actually made, right? But <laughs> you know, I think when we go do hard things, regardless of what that looks like, it's cool because we get to see who we really are, and we we see what we're willing to do, good or bad, um, to make something happen, right? Like there's, and like I think that's why people like Kiel demand integrity because he's seen he's seen amazing people cheat. Like in the silliest of ways, or think they can get away with things, and like, come on! I mean, there was one one event where, like, you know, there's some amazing athletes, right? People that do some really badass things, and Cookie caught them cheating. Where it was like the dude, the dude's a ninja, by the way. Don't let his beautiful face and, and sultry, uh, you know, <laughs> voice and accent, you know, get you right. Because the dude like hid in the bushes. And he saw athletes that were supposed to go to a certain place and get water and come back, try to get it out of this little crick. That's no good. Like in your, the pinnacle of like these athletes, come on, have some integrity, right? So you see in these kind of things where it's like you see who people really are and you can see who you are. And that's either going to excite you, it's going to terrify you, or maybe a little bit of both. And then you have this cool option of figuring out like what do I want to do about this. I liked it when I did this and this is how I responded. Okay, I probably should have worked out more. I didn't like it when I responded like this to this because I know better. Why did I do that? Why did I say that? How did I react to that, right?
0: Um, mm-hmm.
2: I don't know. You can get Rachel and I talking all night about that because I think that's where that's why we keep going back to it.
0: Right. Yeah. Well, and I think, too, I mean, I remember my first 12 hour, I was not old enough to rent a car, so I had to reach out on my page and ask who else was going, that you're going to definitely meet some people who are going to be lifelong friends and change your life, and you're going to change them in something as simple as like a 24-hour event, or I say simple next to that, um, but really over 24-hour, your life is going to be changed, and there's too that there's probably a new best friend out there in this series for anyone that wants to sign up, you know? <laughs> yeah.
2: Absolutely. It so sucks. what we're trying to say, Hammer, is you got to be weird with
1: us and pee your pants while you're running around in circles. <laughs> well, if peeing your Heck pants yeah. is cool, consider me Miles Davis. <laughs> oh, man. We don't judge, man.
2: The pants <laughs> work.
1: I mean, you know. <laughs> For those of you old enough out there to get that reverence, thank you. <laughs> no, that's pretty good. You got the truck to reference. Yeah, yeah. Um yeah I mean, the more and more we talk about it i mean and i've 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 wanted to do endurance events before um and like you said, you know you just kind of get into this weird headspace where it's like you hear this number and you kind of like it kind of intimidates you, but when I really think about it like i I spend a lot of twelve hour days at work and I'm on my feet all the time, um you know, and I'm just walking around doing stuff i mean obviously, I'm not doing obstacles or you know anything like that, but um mentally that's where you know it comes in because i I think if i'm having fun if i'm out doing things um and challenging myself that time for me i feel like um at some points is just going to fly by and the great thing about challenging myself is like i feel like if i accomplish something it gives me this boost and like i get more energy from it so you know 12 hours really in the in the scope of things is not really that long. I mean, 12 hours could, you know, either fly by or crawl by. I mean, just based on our perception. And I think whenever you're having fun and like they say, time flies when you're having fun. And if you get out with the perception that you're you're going to have a great time and you're going to go out and do things that, you know, you've never experienced before and just, you know, I don't know, um, you know, just do crazy, weird, cool stuff and, you know, possibly pee your pants. I mean, whatever. Um, but I mean, I feel like, I feel like that 12 hours would be over before you know it. So, um, I, you know, it, the more and more we talk about it, the more I want to actually get out and do an endurance event. And I'm not sure if my wife is still awake or if she can even hear me cause I'm, I'm pretty loud. Um, but she's, she's upstairs <laughs> in bed, but I don't know if she's listening. Um, but <laughs> I might have to give up one of my, uh, remaining PTO days, uh, before June to do some sort of event. If not, then, uh, I will, I will have to find somebody to take one of my, my days, but I really, really, really want to get, um, really want to get involved in, in, in endurance event. Sadly, I won't be able now that I'm thinking about it. I don't know. This is going to break your heart. Adam. um, my uh I will not be able to attend Ghost this year, at least for um that weekend, because um that is actually right around the time that my wife will be um being induced uh, into labor for our second child. So um that's uh that's a pretty important I think that's thing for priority. me. <laughs> oh yeah. Uh, like, oh I, I gave birth to our kid while you were out doing an endurance event. Great job, Dad. So <laughs> and I, uh, yeah, I kind of spaced on the dates for that event. And, and then I was like, well, let me see when, when ghost is. And I'll, I'll I really want to try and make it. And I was like the 28th and 29th. Great. That's like the, the literal day before my baby will be born. So, um, but I mean, with that being said, um, I definitely want to attend either Beastbreaker, breaker, go near, Um, you know, even if I have to attend in one of the other endurance events, I, any of the endurance events sound, um, they sound challenging and they definitely sound, um, you know, intimidating at first, but like you said, you know, you, you get out there and you kind of get past this wall and you figure out that, you know, you've made it this far and you're, you've still got this, you know, amazing amount of strength that you really, this, you know, reserve of energy, so to speak, I guess, if you didn't really know that you had it. And you just kind of break through it and, you know, before you know it, you're going crazy and you're burninating the entire, you know, course. So, um, but yeah, man, I, you know, like I said, the more I talk about it, the more I just get amped up about it. And I really, really, hello. Hi. (laughs) Did you, did you (laughs) drop off the call?
2: Dude, I literally just said the coolest thing ever. And I was like, (laughs) So I also asked you a
0: question,
2: is, and then feel like it was silent.
0: Adam is in his own invention.
2: I am right. Technology's hard. Um, <laughs> I don't know what happened. Holy so I asked crap. you a question, and it was and and hammer. It was a real question, and it was dead silence. Like nothing from Rachel, nothing from you. And I was like, oh crap! I cr- I done crossed a line. <laughs> and I sat there for like a good fifteen seconds in silence. and I was like, who goes? I look at my phone, and it's like, call in, and I'm like, what the hell?
1: <laughs> I'm sorry. I, my apologies. Oh, that's all right. Hey, that, it just adds character to the podcast. Yeah. So what I'm was your about question? that. No, no, you're good. What was your question?
2: I don't remember. No, I'm just kidding. Um,
1: <laughs>
2: right, so... I was talking. We were talking about getting through things and and what it took to 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 get there. And what I said was, "Hey, look, let's talk real, right? So in in all things, you know, we have every in every aspect. The, the hardest part in life is showing. If you can show up, just like these events, you're already won over half the battle, right? And yeah. then I said, and that's just like life, right? So when we have like so let's let's talk real. Not in, you know, and if you're okay to share this, right? If it's not your, I'm going to put you on the spot, hammer. And if it's not number one, maybe two or three or whatever you're comfortable sharing. What is the hardest thing you've ever had to go? through, If you're okay sharing
1: something. Um. Let's see. The hardest thing I've ever had to go through. Let's see. Like physically, mentally. Um, let's see. Well. So. So we had. We um, even need to go down. Okay, actually, no. I, I've got something for you. I got, I got something for you. Um, it took me a second because I was trying to figure out. Um, so I used to work. Um, I used to work for a prison in um, in Oklahoma, and so one of the, um, I'd say probably one of the toughest things I've ever been through was we had a week of training um, that we uh, it was for our um, what's called uh, corrections emergency response team. Um, we're called CERT. And so it's basically kind of like, you know, the, the big, you know, the goons of the prison system, you know, all the, the helmets and the big shields and the, you know, padded, uh, all padding and knee pads and elbow pads and stuff. So we're the guys to kind of like go in when, you know, the, you know, whenever the shit hits the fan, so to speak. So um, we actually had a week of training that we had to do um to be kind of like to become members of this, you know, of this team. And I remember we had, we had to show up and be at formation at like, I think it was like four in the morning, which when you, when you work graveyard, you know, you're like, Oh, four in the morning, that's easy. But when you go from working graveyard every day for years to waking up at four in the morning, or actually, sorry, waking up at like three in the morning to go to, uh, formation and, you know, do PT and all this kind of stuff. Um, it, it really sucks because you're not used to that schedule. So you're already showing up exhausted. Um, so they were having us do, um, I wouldn't say it was excruciating PT, but I mean, they were working our asses. Um, I mean, we were just doing like, a just a bunch of, you know, obviously after stretching out in calisthenics, um, we would do just a bunch of, you know, running, um, we would have, you know, just like wind sprints or, um, we would have to do sit-ups where like our, our partner would be like on their their hand or their hands and knees, and you'd have to put your legs over their back and they'd have to reach and hold your feet and you'd have to pull yourself all the way up off the ground in order to have that count as one step um and then after you were done with like i think it was like 15 sit ups you had to um you had to roll over from that position with your feet up on their backs and you had to do elevated push ups and you had to do like a i think it was like five or six different or five or six reps i think it was six because they had three different hand positions so you had like you know standard push up and then wide arm and then diamond and then we did that for hours just doing that back and forth, wind sprints and sit-ups and push-ups. And then after that, they would make us, um, they would make us get, you know, dressed in our gear and all that. And this right here, it doesn't, it doesn't sound like it's really that bad because it's really not when you first start. Um, but you put on all your gear and they do what's called stomp and drag. So you're basically, um, you're stomping your left foot and it's basically everybody's holding on, um, to like a specific type of formation, whether it's like line or diamond or wedge. Um, I know a lot of people listening probably won't understand those, but those of us that have worked in corrections, um, I know know Justin Wiley would probably understand this, um, but, those different formations we would have to kind of like get in those formations while we were doing stomp and drag. So stomp and drag is basically stomp your left foot and you drag your right foot. So it's kind of like a, you know, a rhythmic type, you know, just a boom, boom, boom with your left foot. And middle of the week we were all just exhausted from doing this every day. And we would do it around the perimeter of our facility and, you know, up and down kind of like the parking lot and all that, but middle of the week when we were just beat down and at our worst, they were like, all right, now we're gonna stomp and drag all the way down this road. Now, all the way down this road (laughs) means, um, we didn't actually go all the way down because that's a five mile road, but we did go halfway down. So we actually did that same stomp and drag from the facility two and a half miles down that road and back so we had to stomp and drag for five miles after doing our morning you know all of our morning pt and all that kind of stuff and that was i think that was like a 10-hour day dude i'm gonna tell you physically i was beat my feet were wore out my, my ankles just couldn't even i couldn't even stand to be on them anymore um i'd have to say physically that's probably the 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 heaviest thing i've been through and it was just it was exhausting and the crazy part about it is, is I was actually heavier then than I am now. Um, first off, the stomp and drag dance, you got to show me. <laughs> I will definitely show that to you. Um,
2: <laughs> so that's a perfect example, right? It's, it's repetitive. It's tedious. It's hard. It's continuous. What, do you, what was your mind like? like what was your headspace like day after, day after day after day of this?
1: Um, you know, I just kept thinking, all right, I'm one day closer. Like this shit sucks. It really does. But it's, it was something that I wanted to accomplish. I wanted, I wanted the satisfaction of putting myself through this and knowing that I was going to finish it. And I was going to, I was going to finish strong. And day after day, it was just, I kept thinking, okay, I'm closer. I'm closer to the end. I did it yesterday. I can do it today. Um, you know, just, just keep grow or keep going. I know it's going to suck, but it sucks for everybody else that's involved too. And they're still going. So pull yourself together, you know, um, and, and just do it. And by the end of the week, I mean, by the end of that Friday, I think I had, I'd been put through all of that. And I think by Friday I knew that's when I finally knew what to expect from, from the day. And going into it, knowing what I was expecting, um, it's kind of like, when I think about it, um, it's kind of like, you know, when you run a race or like a race with laps, You the more you run the terrain, the more you run the laps, the more familiar you are with, you know, with that lap or that next, you know, that the, the next lap or the race in general. So, you know, the terrain, you know what to expect. And, you know, going into that next lap or that next phase of it, because you have that expectation, it, it seems, I don't know, for me, it seems more calming. And, um, it just seems like because I knew what to expect, it kind of got me through the day cause I knew what was going to happen. I knew that it was going to suck, but mentally I was already prepared for it. Wow.
2: Thank you for sharing. That was um, amazing. Um, you know, I think you hit, hit the nail on the head, right? So life sucks sometimes, right? Um, Horrible things happen mentally, physically, your heart, things happen, right? You know, maybe you got dumped on your birthday. I don't know. Things happen. But what you said is exactly what I think is, is the. if you were to strip down what makes humanity so amazing and strong and dangerous is our ability to be stubborn. To, to have that will that's tempered through ambiguity and to say, you know what? I I'm, I'm just gonna break this down. I just need to take one more step, one more mile, one more day, one more hour, one more thing. Cool, just focus on stopping. Cool, now drag, now stop, now drag. And when we do that, I mean, look at what the human race has done, right And so if you if you and if you had that kind of mental raw strength at the end of it, a, kudos to you. That's badass. But B, like, you already have what it takes to get through Ghost or Beast Breaker or Gung Mier or other events, right? And if you have that attitude in time, maybe not the first time, maybe not the second time, but in time and through practice and through trial and error, you'll make it, yep. right, with those things. And I think that's what people get so wrapped up in. Oh, my God, this sucks. It's 4 a.m. Oh my gosh, another 10 hours, five miles to stomp a drag. Oh my God, this is killing me, right? And people, you know, like, oh my gosh, I, oh, I have to ask her out on a date and I'm scared. Oh gosh, right? I have to pay this bill and I might have to compromise on my latte schedule or like crap. I really can't have the cookie because I know my doctor said I'm pre diabetic but I had a really shitty day. You know, and, and I think it's when we get into those areas when we have that choice, right? We have those very two clear choices, keep going, quit, or, or you know, figure it out, or give up and accept the world around us, right? I think then when we choose each time, like, no, I'm going to keep fighting, or no, I'm not going to have that donut, I'm going to call that girl, I'm going to just keep moving, I'm going to keep stomping and dragging until it's a hit, like old town country road, old town stop drag, right? Perfect. (laughs) Right? And I think I think that's what makes us dangerous. That's what makes us strong. And you got it, man. And that's amazing. Like, don't let anybody ever take that away from you. Because I want to say that's a maybe that was a crucible and maybe at that moment that was the hardest thing you've ever done. But look how strong you came out of that. Like your headspace, that's beautiful, man. And you if you get in the suck, if you come out to an event and Rachel's just roasting your ass or something's happening, right? You don't, you hold on to that. You remember, you know what? I've been through crazier things or, you know what? This isn't the stomp of drag or, you know what? I'm going to keep moving my feet or, you know what? I'm going to keep doing this or I got this. I came here to do this and I'm going to do it. Right. You're good, man. Cause it's, you know, even if people are in your face, right? Like, did you watch some of the uh, selection coverage, just like the shark attacks at the very end of selection, some of these mm-hmm. the most amazing athletes in the world, down to the last couple hours, last couple minutes, and they have a shark attack with six, seven, eight cadre kicking sand in their face, belittling them, give up now, all that other stuff, right? There's a million lines, and everybody else has their own things. They say it right. But these guys, they just said, no, I'm going to keep going. They just kept going. They put in the work, right? They are physically destroyed, but they kept going, right? And I think that, like, it's like the Super Bowl for me, dude. Like, I love that stuff because you see an element of what the humanity is and you lived it, man. And, and I think, I don't know, that's why I keep coming back to this stuff. Um, because when we create these things and we test these things and we get to enjoy these things, we have amazing people like kill and Ryan and, and, cookie that are, or have these similar different variables varials of, and parallels of this vision where we get excited when we build something and we see somebody come back and say, I never knew I could do that. Oh my gosh. Right. Like, I think that, like, that's the most satisfying thing in the world. Um, and I'm going to shut up now cause I've talked for like an hour straight. I'm sorry. <laughs>
0: <laughs> well, and I think these events too, I mean, Adam pretty much said it, like they parallel to life. Um, but everyone always talks about like their why and events, but, um, you can apply that to your life too. I mean, like, why am I doing this? Or, oh, I could be spending my time somewhere else or I could be spending my money somewhere else. But I don't know, at least for me, it's kind of simplified things where like an event, it's one foot in front of the other as much as it's I'm focusing on this single task at hand. Like I'm not gonna die right now if I'm just paying attention to this one thing. Like I don't need to worry about five hours, 10, 15, 20 hours from now. Like I'm gonna follow this one thing and then once that's done, then I'm gonna move on to the next thing um and know uh, at least that's worked for me and i think kind of like a little therapy out in the woods a little bit
1: <laughs> oh yeah yeah i i definitely love being one nature and i think that's one of the things for me too is um i take a lot of sometimes i take a lot of steps mentally to um to prepare for certain things like i like if i go to work and i know that you know i'm it works going to suck that day for some specific reason. Like if they say, Oh, Hey, you know, you got this going on and I already know it's going to suck. Most of the time I will elect not to wear my watch because I'll find myself looking at it all the time, wondering what time it is. Then I'm, then I'm wondering, okay, how much more time do I have left of this? And then when I don't wear it, I'm like, yeah, I find myself like, Holy crap. It's, it's three o'clock already. That's awesome. Like I just, I just, you kind of get in this mindset where you're just in it, you're embracing it and yeah, it sucks, but you know, you're focused on it. And and my wife will tell you of all people, I have like, I have hyper focus. Um, and I don't know if that's a good or bad thing sometimes because it, it really could go either way. But when I'm focused on something like it's pretty much a hundred percent, like I will not see anything else, hear anything else, acknowledge anything else. um, you know there's been many times where you know I see something that I'm interested in and I'll like I'll just my attention goes straight to that and I'll either you know I'm a, I'm a big music junkie so it, it happens a lot with music but especially with things that are on TV like if I see something really cool that I'm interested in um, or something on the computer before you know it she's like hey did you hear anything I just said and I'm like well that's an interesting way to start a conversation <laughs> so but, yeah, I think with the with the hyper-focus, you know, I think that's a good thing. Um, it can be a good thing, and it can be a bad. Um, and that's kind of one of the things that I've used in previous races, like with um, this this past beast that I was in. Um, that, I, the whole time, I just, I was focused. Like, I wasn't, any of the upper-body stuff, I'm horrible at. Like, that's always been my, my Achilles heels, uh, is upper-body stuff. Um, but getting through it, you know, finishing, you know, doing all the penalty stuff. Um, the entire time in my head I'm just, you know, one step further, one step further. Just keep going, keep walking, don't even think about it. Um, you know, and then eventually I got kind of like this weird little, you know, like, oh hey, I'm I feel like I could run for a little bit and then boom, I'm I'm running. I'm you know, and I'm like at the same time I'm thinking, Hell who knew that I would have had enough energy to run, you know, at this point, you know, and So it's kind of like, um, like you said, it's kind of like a headspace thing. You, you really have to kind of figure out, um, you know, where you're at. And then when you eventually do figure out that you have all that energy, you know, in reserve or you, you feel like, oh man, I've, I've been this, I've done this this far, you know, you kind of like, not that you think, oh, I still have two miles to go, or I still have, you know, five hours or seven hours left to go. I tend to try to look at um at it like I've been doing this for 10 miles, what the hell is 2 miles more or I've been doing this for 12 hours, what's another 5, you know. Um it's you know the the second half um it's kind of a weird thing for me like the second half always tends to be easier mentally for me than I think the first half does because the first half is where I'm I'm really doing a lot of the the self-doubt a lot of the um I guess a lot of the mental anguish you know that's when I'm really torturing myself on the inside going you know why did you sign up for this or why you know why did you do this in the first place and then um you know a couple hours or a couple miles in I'm like hey this really isn't so bad you know yeah parts of it suck but at the same time I could you know I could just as easily be sitting at home on the couch doing nothing and not feeling self you know um, self-sufficient or I could, I could just not feel, you know, valuable to myself, but here I am out challenging myself, doing something I don't normally do on a weekend and sure. Yeah, it sucks, but it's a good suck. Like It's it's great because who in their right mind does this, you know, all the time besides crazy people and I'm a crazy person. Um, so I actually really enjoy it. Like it's, it's kind of fun challenging myself and putting myself through this physical ringer of sorts, you know, and. Um, I just love it. I really do. Like, I haven't really been to a race in a while. Um, you know, mainly just because of the holidays and stuff. Um, and I mean, it kind of shows, I mean, I've, I've put on a couple pounds, like, but I know that as soon as I get back into training for races and stuff like that, that's just, just going to come right off. And I can't wait. I just, I cannot wait to take part in another race. And I've been wanting to race locally Um, we've talked with, I've talked with a couple of people like, um, grid OCR or renegade rage. Um, and I, I really want to get down and and do some of their local stuff. Um, and this actually, like I said, I had no idea about this series until just recently. And I'm glad we're talking about it because like you said, it's, it's all a lot of the, um, the local, um, the local elements of OCR and, you know, it's, Um, I've said it before and it's, you know, um, a good, it's really honestly the best thing we can do because it helps each other get their, you know, each other's names out. And, you know, a lot of people that are familiar with beasts may not have even been familiar with, you know, the Epic series or Swanson grit. Um, Like I've heard about summit to swamp and that's one of the ones I've been wanting to do. Um, I interviewed um, earlier this year or actually not this year, but, um, I'm still thinking it's 2019 for some reason. Um, but earlier last year, I had um, interviewed interviewed Kuel Cha for his, um, you know, his lightning uh, module for, you know, the firefighter endurance thing. Um, that was just, that was awesome getting to talk to him. And, you know, it had the same effect it has now. It really wants me to get out or it really makes me want to get out and do local. So I think it's honestly, it's just a great thing. That this um, that this series has come along because um, you know like you said, a lot of people are branching out um, you know they do a race um, or a series of races you know a trifecta and you know or hurricane heat and then they're like, well what what else is there that's gonna challenge me more than this now that I've completed this and that's the way I've kind of felt after I you know got my trifecta last year It was like, well what am I going to do now? like I want to do endurance, but I kind of don't really know where to start. And I think this is a really good starting point. Exactly,
2: you hit the nail on the head, man. And the cool part is this is here. year one. You know, <laughs> you did it, Hammer.
1: Um. <laughs> there, there it is. Hammer. There's the pun. There's the pun. <laughs>
0: um,
2: this is year one, right? So um, <clears throat> it's still pretty, as far as announcement goes, right? So I get that you no know, schedule-wise, so Rachel said I might have their schedule out. Like, shoot, I'm already looking at 2020. Stuff. I get it. But yeah. you know, we've got uh, an amazing a uh, set of partners out there. Really in for the long run, right? And I think this thing's just going to grow, and I think it's going to be an extension of what we do for Race Local, right? More than just a single patch. It's a group of people that say, you know what? We have talent and amazing ideas, and we have teeth on them and experience, and we can put together something cool together. Let's all find a way to work. It's just going to grow. 2021 so is going to be even cooler, and right? I think it's just going to go from there. Awesome.
1: Well, guys, um, I... Uh... I feel like we've, we've actually got a really good episode. Um, we're actually sitting in about an hour and 10 minutes. Um, that's actually, nice. oh, yeah, that's actually a lot. I wouldn't say it's a lot longer cause I expected this to go probably about 45, 50 minutes, um, an hour and 10. Oh, golden. That's freaking amazing. Um, but yes, definitely. I thank you both, um, for, uh, for being on the, uh, on the podcast. Um, for those of you guys that really want to, you know, check out the series, um, you can find it at uh, SagittaSeries.com. That's S-A-G-I-T-T-A Series.com. Um, they've got all the dates on there. Plus, they've got a couple of, uh, like I know Beast has a couple more dates that are upcoming. Um, but uh, all of the dates are listed on there on the event calendar. They've got links to the different partners: Three Elements, Epic Series, Firefighter Fit, uh, Summit of the Swamp, and Swanson Grit. Um, it's got a little bit of extra information there um, to let you kind of know what what to expect as far as um, what your objective is and completing your um, your puzzle piece of metal there. And, and so, if you're interested, give it a you know give it a look. SagitaSeries.com it honestly looks like a lot of fun. I wish I had more PTO to actually do it. Um, but yes, it's, it's honestly, I think it's going to be a lot of fun. Like you said, it's year one. Um, you know, a lot of people have already got their races scheduled, but I'm sure there's probably quite a few people out there that, you know, haven't thought about their year yet and might even actually venture over to do this, um, just to keep it local and, you know, and to challenge themselves even more. I mean, especially when a, a really cool, like sweet metal is, you know, in the mix. So, um, Adam, Rachel, thank you so much for being on the episode. Is there, is there anything else you, either of you want to put out Fully wrap it up?
0: Rachel, no, first. I think that's it. I'm good. I think I've
1: still <laughs> calling you <me> too. Well, <laughs> cool. Adam, you got anything? I always, you got to be careful with that. Um,
2: <laughs> you got to cut me off the knees, bro. <laughs> you know, I think the, you know, going back to what you said is the hardest part is signing up and showing up, <clears throat> right? And so whatever you think you're capable of, you're probably capable. And I would encourage anybody to try any one of the events within this series. Just try it. Even if it sounds terrifying, just try it. See what you're surprised
1: about. How amazing. Cool, cool. Yeah, I, my my crazy ass is definitely just going to have to sign up and, and show up. And it'll all hit me in the middle of it. But I think that's what it's going to take, just me showing up. So cool, cool. Well, um, everybody out there in BeastNet land, this has been Hammer and Adam Bergenheyer and Rachel Watts. And everybody have a good night. Thanks for chatting. Yeah, of course. Thanks, guys. Yeah, thank you. Y'all have a good night. Yeah, and we will definitely chat again in the future. Cool. Everybody have a good night. Bye.
0: Bye. <laughs> Thanks for listening to the BeastNet Podcast. If you haven't done it yet, find us on Facebook. Like and share the podcast. Give us a review on iTunes or Spotify. All these things will help to expand the show in the future. This show is brought to you by James Safety Services in partnership with Beast OCR. Don't forget to subscribe and let us know what you think and what you like to hear. You can find us on Facebook or at BeastsOCR.org.